Welcome to the Financially Intentional Podcast Expert Edition. Every Tuesday, I'll be joined by an expert in a particular field that is here to help you get your money right. These people are going to impart some serious knowledge, y'all. I'll be right here learning right beside you guys. So be prepared to take notes and more importantly, be prepared to take intentional action. All right, Nurses on Fire, we are back with another episode with our certified financial planner, Marie Tomlinson. <laughs> <laughs> and last week, we learned about the history of socially responsible investing, how that now is termed impact investing. And so now we're going to yeah. dig into the how. Okay, so now we know these things. We know that it's our moral imperative to invest in these stocks. But like, how do we do that? What does that look like? in action, in real life, like in practice, what does that look like? All right. So this is where we get into the meaty parts because just like Instagram and blogger, right? Everything is new. So you have to keep this in mind. This is why it's hard. And this is why it's so inactionable sometimes because there's a lot of, there's a lot of financial advisors or banks and whatnot that don't even offer these things. You have to go out and search for it. So I am doing the heavy lifting for you, and I am so happy to be doing this. So We appreciate you for doing this. Yes, you are going to know, and what I would say is listen to all the episodes and listen to the pros and cons, listen to all the options, and I'll be providing, I'll be providing PDFs of all of this information for your listeners to make an informed decision so they can say, you know what, I'm going to do this now. But I'm going to put this on the list for next year. And that is A-okay. Like nothing wrong with that. That's how we do everything in life. You got to start somewhere. So we're going to go through three different buckets, spend, save, and invest. And then we're going to go through within each one, each category, we're going to do easy, medium, hard. So we're going to start out with a save. Everybody saves money. You got to save it somewhere. Please don't put it under your mattress. (laughs) It's a really bad idea. And so so the example for today, and Asima, we've already talked about this a little bit. It's Aspiration Bank because you've got them listed on your website. Right? So they are they're gonna be the save and the easy. So Aspiration Bank is the bank that is it's like the feel-good bank, right? You pay what you can and they're they have this thing called AIM, I think. Let me look it up. Aspiration Impact Measurement. So you can bank with them. You pay what you want, which is a great marketing tactic, I will add, because everybody goes to the middle. But what they do on the banking side that's unique is they will tell you of what you spend, how good it is. Like, where is your money going? And it's almost like the really easy way of doing impact investing. So in our lifetime, we're going to spend way more money than we save. Certainly when we're younger, you spend a whole lot of money when you're young, you invest just a little. And then when you're older, you flip that equation, right? Like you're investing less and less as you draw that money down. So if one of the biggest tools we have is how we spend, then Aspiration Banks is a great job of helping you recognize and maybe just like that little like reminder in your head like okay that wasn't so cool like why are you buying 
shit at Walmart or Amazon. <laughs> so there's some catches though. And this is what makes aspiration easy. So aspiration is easy because they've got like a slick tech interface. They don't have actual like locations. It's all done online, but it's really easy to sign up for an account. Aspiration is not actually a bank though. So aspiration partners with banks and I did a little bit of research for you. They do not partner with any credit unions. They're, par they're partnering with actual banks, like for-profit banks. So the money that you're putting into aspiration, it's not necessarily going to anywhere to, to help the collective good necessarily, aside from like the bank, right? So that's like a little bit of a negative, but it's still not B of A. It's not Wells Fargo. It's not Chase. So already that's like a low, really low hurdle to jump just to you know, basically just have to shuffle, do the Trump shuffle and you can like <laughs> just not using one of those big three banks is good enough. And they have access to ESG investments. So again, this is like the baseline. Aspiration is actually an RIA, a registered investment advisor. That's the hook is the banking. And what they really want is they want your investment money. And so they've got this do good, feel good philosophy. And what they're trying to do truly is because what's very sticky is investment assets. And so they want you to come over to their investment arm and invest in their ESG funds, which by the way, are managed by UBS. So yet another, like, it's not the same as the banks that are doing the actual savings banking. Their primary bank is called... I've got it here, Coastal Community Bank. It's not a credit union. It is a smaller bank. So in that sense, it's good. Like at least it's a small business in the United States. It's defined as a company with less than 500 individuals, which I believe Coastal Community Bank is. So it's far better than the alternative. But the one big problem that I have with Aspiration Bank is, and it's all on Wikipedia, is if you look at their list of investors, as far as I can see, there's only one, one kind of impact-minded investor. The rest of them are your basic private equity bottom dollar. So what does that say when you've got a bunch of investors who are profit over people investing in a bank that's all about supposedly people over profit? So this is where you get into the nuances, right? So how much of this were you aware of? Zero. <laughs> yeah. Zero. I mean, this is, look, this is the whole thing. So this, like for my audience, like whenever you're learning, chances are I'm learning too. This is like something where we're constantly growing in our knowledge base. And for me, like the whole time I'm thinking about this, the way I look at a bank is a safe place to keep my money, right? And then I don't look too much further into it. I know that I would never open an IRA at a bank. And I know that there's high yield savings accounts where I can get better returns on my bank. But a lot of times we don't look at the back end of the bank and stuff. I know that Bank of America is horrible. Citibank is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that these banks are horrible, but it's on the side of the fees that they charge and discriminatory lending practices and things like this. But how they use your money is something we rarely ever think about. And it's something that I 
don't have the where I, I have never had the wherewithal to think about. And so thank you again for opening my eyes to this stuff, because this is where we need to put our heads. This is what we need to focus on, because this, these are very important topics. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a for-profit institution and there is nothing wrong with that. It's just go into it with your eyes open that they're doing a little bit less good than you realize. So it's slick. It's easy to set up. The tech is there. It's better than the mass alternatives, but, but there's some issues with it where, you know, and we'll get into it next week and the week after there's things that you can do that are way more impactful with your money. So your money in this case is not going to, to be lent out to low income housing or whatever it is. It's just not, everything is done on bottom dollar. That's what they care about. And so I think considering that you can get an ESG portfolio almost anywhere, that unless you really need it to be easy, and for some people you do, no shame there, right? If you need it easy, otherwise I'm not going to do it, then by all means do that. That's already a huge step in the right direction. Do you use Aspiration for their ESG funds? I don't use them at all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really, honestly, just learning more about them now. I think that, I think my affiliate manager just added them on and didn't help me. (laughs) Anything about them? Because I'm just like, I didn't even know I had this relationship with this bank. So I'm going to have to look more into it. Because I'm like looking into it. I'm like, I never knew this bank existed. Oh, that is so funny. (laughs) See, that's the thing, though, and I think that's really, that's a topic that's worth talking about because so many things we do, like you've got people helping you, like they're trying to do good, and then people go to your website and they look at it and they're like, yeah, great, Nassim is doing it, must be great. supporting it, yeah. And so (laughs) that's, that that can work, it it goes both ways, it can do a lot of good, it can do a lot of bad. And so in, in an age of fake news or supposed fake news, actually reading the sources is a huge thing. Even I don't. Who's got time for that? I go through Reddit and I, I read the comments and I read the, the headline and then somebody somewhere will be like, did you even read it? <laughs> I'll be like, ah, there's a paywall. There's no time. And so we are in an, a society where there's so much information that it's really hard. It, it's not that hard. It just takes time to actually It takes dig- time. And yeah, it's like it's, when you're on your phone, you're scrolling and you're like spending 0.5 seconds on something to think about. And a lot of times we make our decisions off of that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So not a bad, not a bad place to start. I will always support anybody. The one thing I will say about using something like Aspiration is that because Aspiration is not actually the bank, it's basically a third-party bank. I did do a deeper dive into this a few years ago, so I don't know where they're at now, but a lot of people were complaining because what happens when you have a third party? Things fall through the cracks and people weren't getting their cards. So there have been complaints. Primarily, there was a lot on Reddit, which is where I go for a lot of my information, but and even other places too. So if you want a bank, get a bank. And even for myself, I hate to say it, but for my business, I use Chase. 
because I know it's sometimes because it, it syncs up with QuickBooks and it's really easy. Everybody has Chase QuickPay to be able to pay vendors. I know that I can send a wire out if I need to. Transfers are easy. One time I tried setting up an account with a US bank and they only let me make withdrawals of $1,000 at a time. And then it's like a $3 fee. And I'm like, I'll well, no yeah, wonder, okay. like, why are you making this so hard? <laughs> All right. So like I said, I use Chase for my business banking. It's reliable. I know it's going to work. I know they're not going to lose my money in transit somewhere. And so if you got to do business, you got to do business. And so that's where you have to take, take a targeted approach to where are you going to put your effort? So when it comes to your savings, you don't want to mess that up, right? Or just even your checking, you don't want to have to worry if it's a worry for you that balancing your checking account or something's going to bounce, you got to do what works for you. And so with that, I mean, I know I started out really rosy with aspiration and then I went down the rabbit hole Aspiration really excels where some of these other options that we're going to talk about in later weeks fail because their tech, it just makes it easy and you can feel good about your banking. You're still doing something good, but you're not jumping through all the hoops to do it. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is that they've got the tech, they've got the interface that makes it easy and it is 100% better than the alternative that most of us go to. So I'm not going to sit here and say move everything to aspiration, but they have, they have a place. And if that's where you're at, by all means, go for aspiration. It's FDIC insured, I believe up to $2 million. So they do this fancy thing because FDIC insurance is not $2 million. It's 50000 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Back in 0809, believe it or not, I worked in institutional asset management. And so, and I actually worked in mortgage backed securities. And so I worked with all of those or for all of those millionaire portfolio managers, billionaire guys. And they're literally running out of the office to go to the bank to take 250 out to put it in another bank account because they were worried about banks failing. Because there was a hot minute there where it was a real mess. And so now what's been devised, this isn't, it's an option for people who are much more high net worth because you got to have 250000 or more to even be worried about it, about FDIC insurance, is there's companies that will go and like basically split up the two hundred and fifty for you or like your money into $250,000 chunks and place it at different banks to make sure you get your FDIC insurance. So totally off topic. That's for the really high net worth savers. If you're saving $2 million, we need to talk because we yeah, already talked exactly. about inflation. I'm like, thinking about that. I'm just like, who has $200 million, I mean, $2 million just sitting in a bank account? I know. I know. So <laughs> that should not be happening anyways for 99.5% of the American population. So if you're doing that, then there's already a, a a big problem because you're everything's going to get eaten away. But Marie, I did have a question because yep. this is along those lines. So Aspiration Bank, I'm still confused on what they do because I'm looking at their website while you're talking. I'm just like, so are they, is it a savings account or is it an investment account? What exactly right. is it? Like it's, huh? 
and why am I paying these fees and what bank is it in? Like even just looking at the looking at their website, even though the interface online looks really nice, I'm still confused. So are you so were you talking about were you talking about it as a savings account that Yes. Okay. So as a savings account, like an alternative to putting your savings account in a bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought, but then I got confused by the website. So I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and this is because it's an investment firm who is trying to look like a bank, but they're not. So they're, so they're like, goal is to, their role is to act like a high yield, a higher yield savings. So an alternative to just putting your money into a standard bank account. Their goal is to act like a feel-good account. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to get the socially conscious investor and saver and consumer. That's their goal. So, Uh and that's also the goal of all those people who've made investments in the company. So they're going for a very particular market, basically millennials, Gen Z, people with money who actually give a shit. And, and it's working and it's just fine as a savings account, whatnot. You can totally invest with them, but it is confusing because they are confusing. They have a confusing structure. Like it's not aspiration bank. It's coastal community bank. I have to keep looking at the page. Right. And they've got all these banking partners and then they've got aspiration investments. It's all over the place. But if you just want to sign up for a bank account and save your money, and get their aspiration impact measurement that tells you, if nothing else, that you get a report telling you, or just like a reminder that you spend X number of dollars at the gas station and that's not the greatest place to be spending your money, maybe it'll make you think twice. No, it was cute. I was looking at it. It was like, they take how much money you spend on gas and then um, what they give to like carbon neutral places. (laughs) Wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is very interesting. It is very feel goody. Like what's talking about redwood sustainability, sustainability, and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool, and which are things people are looking to support. But uh, I'm still what? <laughs> still confused. What do they do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I probably haven't helped the confusion by shedding a light on really what it is. This is, again, when we came, if we come back to the subject of sustainable investing, this is why it's tricky. Yep. This is 100% why it's hard. There's pros and cons to everything. There's no, if you want to be like super sustainable, social justice oriented, then I don't know where in the world you can live and what company, there's no such thing as a socially responsible company. I think it was the head of Patagonia who said that there is no responsible company because that's like not the purpose of a company. So, and I think that you have to get comfortable with that idea that there is no perfect solution and everything's going to have a trade-off. And that's what we're talking about now. There's, these are the trade-offs and it's up for you to decide what's more important to you right now. Is it ease of use? Is it feeling good about it? Is it just making at least a shift away from Wells Fargo, who's awful? And if so, then that's fantastic. Start right there. So for people who are looking for a place to save money, so this episode is about places to save money in a socially responsible, impactful way. 
Aspiration Bank is a good place to start. Yep. Easy option. Yeah. Easy button. That's the easy button. That's the easy button right there. Yep. And so for next week's episode, we're going to talk about something a little bit more challenging, but maybe something that's actually. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Anything else, Mary, about this one? Oh, man. (laughs) I could keep going, but my kids, I'm not sure they want me to. No, I think this is a good start. I think this is a good uh, place to transition to the next one. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning so much. I'm so excited. We just don't understand. This is all such good information. Yeah. I'm honestly super excited too, because I have these conversations one-on-one all the time. And being able to share this information, to me, that's why I'm in financial services, right? It's my job to learn about this stuff. And it's my moral imperative to share this information. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.